Hello, everyone, and welcome into Talking Graps with DC and Mac, our third episode, just making it that much more real. Uh, the people who said we'd never get back past two episodes are eating their words now. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, unfortunately, we do have some somber things to talk about on the show today. Normally, we like to be talking about lots of fun wrestling, and that's mostly what this show is going to be about. But obviously, lots of stuff going on out there in the world that we can't just ignore, including an update on our local community here with Benny F. and Cumberbatch and the ongoing uh, you know, effort to, to support him here in the community. So, Mac, let people know uh, the most recent details. Yeah, totally, man. So, uh, anyone that follows me on Twitter has seen me um, posting a lot about our buddy Benny Cumberbatch, who recently suffered an injury in the ring about a month and a half ago or so. There's all kinds of fundraising shows that Drew and I have talked about in the last couple episodes and many more coming um, in the next few weeks and months. But the one we want to focus on is what's called the Cumberbash. That's a special show that's being run by us, um, you know, to raise uh, money for his ongoing recovery. It'll be cool. It's kind of a community event. All the promotions here in the state are all coming together, throw on one big old show. We're going to have uh, Royce Isaacs coming in. Um, the main event is Royce wrestling Logan Austin, or just Logan these days, for nice. the Lucha Libre last title. It'll be banger. Um, yeah, man. Last chance to see a couple of guys that might not be around so much long, lo- much longer. Um, see some never-forcing matchups like the main Royce and Logan. So be a really good hang. That's on December 19th. It's uh, in Lakewood. Um, just go literally any part of social media to find uh, all the information about it. But if you want info, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Or check out Facebook. It'll be all over the place here. Yeah, I'll make sure all the details are posted in the Discord channel for my cool, Patreon cool, cool. people and all that stuff. So, yep. And, uh, you know, we'll be getting out there to that uh, be for sure. Uh, just doing our part and also, you know, taking in more great wrestling and, and celebrating the, the local talent. Totally. Here. So um, let's begin the conversation actually with the one big thing we're going to talk about the big thing done badly obviously Mm -hmm. let's talk about the big thing done well and no one you know it's not a good news story that john moxley is going to check himself into rehab here Mm -hmm. but in a way it is actually because lots of people struggle with these kinds of things and i just thought it was such you know, a profound statement about how far we've come as a society and what a frankly better situation he is in now with his place of employment, the way Tony Khan handled it, the statement that CM Punk gave that this is how this should be done. And it's, you know, like I said, no one, no one wants to hear that news that someone they love or someone they appreciate or someone whose performance they love and appreciate is, is going through something this hard. Mm-hmm. But to see it handled well and, and him get the support that he needed, I thought was just really pretty moving. Yeah, it's it's really intense to see someone that's basically on top of the world really show some vulnerability and admit that, you know, there is a problem. I mean, you know, he is the one of the top guys in all elite wrestling. He is married to Renee, who is a very, very fun and outgoing person who everybody loves. Just had a you know baby girl. You know he loves his job. Like he's on top of the top of the world, and he still has to, you know, take these steps to better his well-being. And it's 
sad, obviously, like you said, like it's a bummer that that's happening. But just like you said, it's so refreshing to see someone in that position say, yeah, you know, despite all this awesome stuff going on, this is a necessary step in my health. Because, you know, for so long, you know, the macho garbage attitude of like, well, I'll just keep it all inside and just kind of, you know, shoulder on like there's no way, man. Like it's just not it's not viable anymore. So very open statement from John, very open statement, like you said, from Punk and from all of AEW and the outpouring support that they've received from every conceivable corner of wrestling has been really, really cool to see. Um, So obviously nothing but well wishes for John and Renee and their family uh, in his recovery. But um, I think he's going to be just fine. And I think that this is a really awesome, you know, it's a sad thing, but it's really awesome to see everyone kind of come together and have his back. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was amazing. We can think of all the times over the years where real life has interacted and, you know, with professional wrestling and it's turned into, they've just missed just giant swings and misses on terrible mm-hmm. things, you know, trying to turn things into angles. In fact, one of the things that Mox has talked about openly with him deciding to leave WWE was what they were trying to make him do after the whole Roman Reigns leukemia thing. You know, and so to just kind of watch the wrestling show and to see CM Punk go out there and speak so openly and honestly and to not try to turn it into a weird 80s style, 90s style attitude era wrestling gimmick to just Mm -hmm. be like, we got plenty of good entertainment for you tonight and throughout the weeks and we don't have to make this that. Exactly. Man, that felt like a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And it's important that we, you know, take that that step because you're right. Like it's been, it's been done in the past in a not great way. So it was really refreshing again just to say, you know, blankly like this is what's going on and this is the next steps. And now we just move past that and try and focus on the future. Yeah, and extending it out to everybody. I think that was the best thing that they did. Both Tony Khan and CM Punk talking to the crowd, talking mm-hmm. to people on Twitter, saying, and if you need help. You know, you, you think you're tougher than John Moxley? You're not. Mm-hmm. There's no one listening to this. There's no one reading those tweets. There's no one aware of this story who's a tougher SOB than John Moxley. Mm-hmm. No one's above getting some help when they need some help. And I, I just thought, man, they nailed it. Yep. 100% agree. On the flip side of yeah. corporations nailing. The other side of things. <laughs> How? Dude, what? I don't know. Can you... <laughs> So the releases, right? 18 people. 18 people. So what we're talking about is this most recent, uh, and these are not necessarily uncommon to see a couple like releases just throughout the year for WWE, but you know, there are some pretty significant names on the list. Um, You've got Frankie Monet, who Ty Valkyrie on the independence is a pretty big deal Been wrestling for a long time. Very well respected. Um, You've got, uh, Keith Lee and uh, Mia Yim again. Keith Lee was a very big deal. Uh, I know, no, I know. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that might have been me. the one that shocked me the most. I, I was going to ask Lee. you if there were any. Uh, Keith Lee really blew me away because you know I can usually figure out the corporate or the Vince McMahon logic behind these things, even if I totally disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I've, I've made a profession of doing that on sports and figuring out what Dick Monfort and the Colorado mm-hmm. Rockies are thinking. Like mm-hmm. there's, and I think there's, there's legitimacy to doing that and thinking about, you know, cause they, there's almost not no reason why these things happen, but you mm-hmm. look at a talent like Keith Lee 
Well, it's like he's got everything. How do you not invest? Not only not cut this guy, but he should be the next big thing in your company. I don't, I don't get that at all. What's so interesting about him specifically is that he was like, they had moments in the Royal Rumble where he held his own against Brock Lesnar. And there are these moments where he was the North American and NXT champion at the same time. And these flashes of brilliance where they're saying, yep, we are going to go all in on this cat. Like this is going to happen. And then he was dealing with some health stuff for the last year. So he took some time off for that. But even so, like you just, you think of Keith Lee as a guy, like pencil him in as the future. Like he is going to be a huge deal for a long time. And then actually, as it turns out, nah, like it's just, it really (laughs) is so weird to see a guy of his caliber. And like, yeah, I mean, I want to be clear that I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to make a lot of money wherever he goes. Sure. Next. But yeah, it's just that one was really, really weird to see. Yeah, that again for me is, is almost coming like from the sports journalist perspective, right? Where you think about teams that let really good players go in free agency. 100%. And it's just like a guy who can do everything like that, a guy of his size and also athletic ability who – you know, doesn't appear at least in the ring to have any shortcomings and he's great on the mic. He's not the best promo in the entire world, but sure. Goodness. And I just, yeah, that one, you know, I think even of maybe Bray Wyatt might've shocked me a little bit more Mm -hmm. because it seemed like they had done so much world building around the fiend. Yep. But it also, again, just thinking through the logic Bray's been there forever. I know how this goes. I've experienced this. You're you're there for a long time. People appreciate what you do, but it doesn't feel like you're growing enough or you're changing enough. You just are what you are. Maybe we don't need you. We're going to let you go. Yep. Okay. And, and it's just like, yeah, especially when it's a guy that's as well-liked and is, is like, like you said, like you just never know what these things. What's so crazy is in addition to them, so there are some other names, right? Like Karrion Cross. And Scarlet, big deal in NXT. Yeah. They came up to the main roster. Didn't do very much. Uh, real controversial losses up there. That was it for them. Another big one is uh, Nia Jax. So yeah. I think as crazy as Keith Lee was to me, and it was crazy to see him go, Nia Jax was really, really odd to me. Just because, like, that was somebody I had penciled in as a lifer. Like, this person... Family has been in, in wrestling forever. Um, you know, she's been there for right. a long time. Like, she will be there until she decides not to be there anymore. And then, as it turns out, actually, no. And I don't want to, like, delve too much into her personal stuff. But she did post a bit of a statement on Instagram not too long ago um, that I was reading right before we started recording where she basically said, like, she was blindsided by it. Like, she essentially said, yeah, I didn't know this was coming. I asked for – she had taken a – leave of absence um, to work on some mental health stuff. And then she um, was cut and did not know it was coming. And I'm not trying to like, I don't want to sound like I'm somebody that's just going after WWE because I have friends there and like, it's all good. It's a business, but stories like that, I think just speaking objectively again, from like a journalism, you know, sense, like you hear things like that and you think, man, oh man, like, the difference in the way these two situations have been handled, right. where you look at the Moxley situation where 
you have someone that's obviously struggling and they really have his back and they help him get up that up into rehab and everything and then you have this other situation where you know this woman has to take some time off to deal with personal situations and then it gets cut now there might more information might present itself that might make me sound like a complete idiot in the next day or hour or week or whatever that's <laughs> totally fine i'm just saying that like you see stuff like that and no wonder there are there are alternatives to the WWE these days yeah, well, and, and, and that's it, right? Regardless of, and I agree with you, like I read that and I got to say, I felt a lot of my own personal issues, you know, in there. From, and, and I've talked about that here on this Patreon about how it's been a, a really tough mental health year for a lot of people in the yeah. pandemic and all kinds of different elements to that, how much it changed each one of our lives. And when you feel totally isolated out there and, and like there's no one, you know, you can go and get help from in your place of work, it can be that much more damaging to your psyche. And then when they let you go, either as a part of the reason and because of it, or in just not caring about it, in, in not thinking to do something about it, as opposed to, like you said, the Tony Khan situation, where they actually put in the time and effort to help you through the situation, rather than using it against you. And again, we don't know that's 100% sure what happened with Nia sure. Jax. Sure. There's always, there's been the history of botching with her and, and things like that. But like you said, sort of again, kind of similarly is part of the family mm-hmm. and, and also a unique talent in professional wrestling for, you know, and, and I agree with the people, you know, it's got to clean some of that stuff up and you, you don't want to be dangerous in the ring. I think it's been a little while since that's sure. been an issue. Sure. But yeah, I mean, that's it's just tough to see. You start questioning. And again, that this another thing to extend the conversation to the next topic that happened, and we can get back into some of the individuals as well. Sure. There's a few others I want to talk about, but that this comes right on the heels of WWE announcing record profits. Yes. In court. And that it's like it's when you're weird. doing that well, and then you make these kinds of, I call them unforced errors, like they didn't need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It, you yeah. see stuff like that about them making record profits and then following up with some of these releases, especially with some of these guys that have not really, in a lot of people's eyes, been given a fair shake to really prove what they can do. Yeah, that's not a great look. And again, like I'm going to keep prefacing it. I do not know how to own a multi-billion dollar company. Sure. I have no experience <laughs> in that, you know, in same. that market. But like at the same time, you just speak from a from a purely like ground level objective standpoint, like literally just recently they announced, you know, record profits. We're doing so well. The company's doing so well. We're doing these profitable shows at Saudi Arabia and all of this other, you know, fairly controversial stuff. And then it's, yeah, actually in addition to all the money we're bringing in, here are 18 releases. That is just not a great look objectively. And taking yeah. the business side out of it completely, like there's a lot of people that were only recently with WWE. And for those that don't know, like once you're signed, like you need to basically move to Florida. And then not too long after that, it's yep, pack your stuff. We are all done here. Yeah. It's not great. Really messes with people's lives. And I think that's something people forget. You know, I've gotten quite a bit of unsolicited and some solicited advice on how one should handle being let go mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of weeks. And one thing I've actually really kind of, I don't want to say appreciated, but 
I've, I've noticed a lot of people handling it differently. For example, Grand, Grand Metal League released yep. a very respectful, very, I loved my time there. Thank you to yep. everyone. It was an honor. It was a privilege. I hope one day to see you again down the road. Beautiful statement. Sure. And if that's your experience, no one can tell you otherwise. But Taya Valkyrie is my hero. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's letting them know. And no one gets to tell you that you don't get to feel how you feel. And right. if you're pissed off, and even some people like us, like Shayna Baszler even sent on a tweet, and she's still with them going, you know, I don't get it. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and that's it. You it's, it's, let people the, speak their minds in these situations. Go, yeah. Go no, yeah, you're right. You absolutely have to let people speak their minds because that's, and I think it's, I'm, it's, I'm really glad that you brought that up specifically because think about what it's like for the people that are still there, right? Like you obviously all the love in the world to everyone who is no longer there, but more and more often these days you see people that are still there and that still have jobs there saying, this is terrible. We hate this. Like this is awful for us too, because their friends and their coworkers and in some cases their family members or their spouses or whatever are no longer with the company. Like what does that do to you? You know, like who is next or in, like I said, in some cases, like, what if you have your traveling partner for the, you know, again, people that might not know, like they're on the road 300 some odd days a year, at least like where, where do you go now? If your traveling partner or your best friend or your spouse or your girlfriend no has no longer has a job with you anymore. Like that changes your life. So, so often we're seeing more of these people saying, this is a mistake. This isn't, this should not be happening. And it's, it sucks, man. There's no good way about it, of course, but it's just it's really tough to see these things continuing to happen, even after all the controversy that has surrounded the most recent releases, even before these. Yeah. The only silver lining to this entire situation is what we talked about last week, but sadly we had to do two of these in a row with the Ring of Honor and right. stuff. What a, right. a sad day. And I, I saw a comment from someone... Randomly, I think it was responding to something Katie tweeted out, just a big WTF to all of the releases and stuff, mm-hmm. who said that, you know, the future of wrestling is in the wrestlers and not in the wrestling companies. And I hope mm-hmm. to, I mean, you're always going to need companies. You're always going to need people to set up the ring and the lights and sure. get everyone together and book the shows. But, you know, I, I think the the big silver lining to this is, you know, if this had happened and it did stuff like this did happen in 2002 or five or 2009. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, am I moving to Japan or am I going to go on a, a television show that everyone just kind of makes fun of or, or try to make it on an indie scene that most people don't know exists. Mm-hmm. And now you've got these alternatives and i desperately hope that but see the thing is aew can't take in all of these people there's only we talked about this last week there's only so many minutes you can book of television and so many people you can strap belts on so i hope the end result of wwe's hubris and i'll call it that is that there are more independent companies rise up that the independent scene becomes a thing and people decide they don't maybe even need either of the two big companies if they don't necessarily want to, to take in a talent like Taya Valkyrie, who just, you can't miss on people like that. <laughs> What's so cool about that concept specifically is that like, it's awesome that there are two major promotions you can go and like make a living in wrestling. However, it is also true that pretty much inarguably 
I guess, like, in my opinion, at the very least, the independent wrestling scene is just as viable these days as a money-making opportunity and as a way to financially set yourself up for success as it ever has been. So if somebody like Taya or somebody like Keith or Mia or, you know, any of those other people, Nia Jax even, wanted to just have a career on the independent wrestling scene, they will be fine. Like, they will make a lot of money wrestling all over the world basically where they choose. Do you want to go to Mexico? Do you want to go to Europe? Do you want to go to Japan? All those options are open to you, and all those options will make you money. So all elite wrestling, of course, everyone wants to see people like that on TV. That makes perfect sense. But it's also true that like Impact is on the come up. We've talked about Impact a couple times in this podcast. Right. Like Impact is doing a lot of good work. New Japan Pro Wrestling is doing their thing. Like there are promotions in Germany and in the UK that are doing a lot of good work. Like there are a lot of right. Mexico, you know, AAA and CMLL. Like there are a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities. And, and independent even, wrestling just gets revitalized every time things like this happen. A hundred percent. And you could even see more rise up to that level of above. I mean, AEW started with a group of wrestlers who are tired of there not being anywhere else to do. Exactly. And they threw a show for themselves. Exactly. And you could throw a show with the people who've been released by WWE in the last year. You could sell out. Mm-hmm. You can have an, a phenomenal show featuring Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman and Nia Jax and Keith Lee and Mia Yim and Ty Valkyrie and all these people. It's a main sh- event show right there. Right. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you, you never know what the future holds. Uh, I hope, really sincerely hope that those people, who else, uh, was there anyone else on the list if we didn't go through? I mentioned uh, the yeah, Grand Metalik sure. and Lince Dorado. I'm a, I mentioned last week being a huge mark for Lucha Wrestling. So mm-hmm. not surprising, but I was bummed by those. Yeah. So like Oni, Oni, Lo- Oni yeah. Lorkin, who uh, Biff Music has been around the independence for a very, very long time. Very well respected. He's fantastic. Ember Moon. Uh, Athena, she is also yes, a legend what? in Texas wrestling oh and women's wrestling. Yeah. She has one of the best finishes in all yep. of wrestling. The it's Eclipse that, is the Eclipse yeah. is an amazing move. She uh, uh, was a huge part of Shimmer for a very long time, so she's great. Uh, Harry Smith was only recently brought back. He's the son of the British Bulldog. Harry Smith is a is a great, great, great wrestler. Shouts to Cody Devine uh, wrestling Harry Smith once again, kicked in the face, uh, nice. which was cool. Yeah, he earned it. Um, Eva Marie <laughs> was recently brought back. Um, you know, not sure where she'll necessarily go. Obviously she's got her bodybuilding thing going on. So that's cool. Those are all the ones that I am personally very familiar with. I know there's some other NXT people, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Trey Baxter, things like that. Jessica Maya, B-Fab. I'll be honest and say, I'm not as familiar with their work, but I'm sure if they were there, they were more than capable of, uh, making some money on the independent scene. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to that level without, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. All right, we're going to talk about some actual between-the-ropes wrestling and uh, move over on to the other side of the show, which will be behind the paywall again. The first half of these always going to be free, so I want to make sure that the wrestling community, especially the Colorado wrestling community, has an opportunity to participate in these conversations. At the same time, I am trying to, uh, like all of these wrestlers now, I'm trying to make an independent business for myself, and so I'm hoping that you will consider subscribing to the Patreon page for just three bucks a month. You get the rest of this show. So the second half of all the professional wrestling shows, Mm -hmm. Uh, video game talks. I do comic book movies, a lot of Star Wars stuff going through visions right now. 
And of course, all your Denver sports coverage that I got for you there. So please consider swinging on by patreon.com slash DC productions. Do it. All right. Between the ropes, we got to start because we're gigantic homers with the match of the night, the match of the week, the match of the GD century between (laughs) our girl, Abaddon and Britt Baker. How much fun is that, huh? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Uh, I I winced. I cringed. I had one hand over my face half the time. Not always the biggest hardcore wrestling fan. You know, I I have a line that Nick Gage is on the other side of. Mm -hmm. And uh, they walked up to but did not cross. So this was my kind of hardcore wrestling because it was brutal. It was nasty. It was fierce and it was wildly entertaining yep it's it's cool because you know again we talk about like how you skirt that line right on like deathmatch wrestling which a lot of people feel a certain way about and that's okay i've known abaddon for a while now let me pick that name back up real quick but uh yeah yeah, she and i are, are good friends and uh seeing her progression over the last few years has been so amazing she is such she's the best character on tv these days she mm-hmm. is getting more and more and more and more and more comfortable in the ring she's getting better she's getting trained by the best people on the planet so for her this opportunity on halloween of course like how are you yeah. not gonna put abaddon on on halloween tv against Britt baker who's also one of the best uh, women's wrestlers in the world one of the best wrestlers in the world period in a match like that it was so much fun to watch it's it was fun it was scary it was like cringe inducing at points and i thought they absolutely killed it the two of them yeah, yeah, it, it amazes me too. The announcers putting her over more and more because they're just legitimately like every time she catches the camera, it's like, how can you not? Like, yeah, it, absolutely. It's truly a terrifying visage, if I may. But okay, dude. Okay, so first of all, a couple questions for you: Have you done a thumbtack spot before? So I personally have not done thumbtacks. My friends uh, have been involved with them and they say the thumbtacks are not so bad going in they just are kind of annoying but coming out is what the real bummer is oh, okay yeah, that's, All the, right. that's the part that sucks interesting i guess you got so much adrenaline and just kind of the fast slam would maybe okay i i, I could see totally. that yep the adrenaline's such a huge part of it because you hit that and then you just kind of survive and you say oh, okay well that is a bummer but it's all good and then you go backstage and the adrenaline leaves you and then you have to pull the tax out of your arms, your back. That's, that's not as much fun. Oh yeah. That's, that's brutal. Okay. Now, again, like I said, I've, I've not been exactly a connoisseur of hardcore or death matches. Sure. Have you seen the thumbtacks in the mouth spot before? I have a couple times and it is just as terrifying every single oh. time. That is nasty stuff. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And then she took the super kick and I'm oh. like, I, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Abaddon is like something else, man. And for those that like, you know, I don't want to pull the curtain back too much or whatever, but like we talk about the difference between like what are like spots you see that can be sort of worked or whatever. There's no work in that. It just sucks. Like you, just, <laughs> you get kicked in the face while you have thumbtacks in your mouth. It's just a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it just is what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, man, yeah. So a main event, a main event that had the crowd on their feet chanting, "This is awesome!" And I, yep. and again, 
to the credit of AEW's bookers and producers and everything that so I remember early on, I was following a lot of her Twitter stuff and, mm-hmm. and people, you know, discounting her stuff in the ring as though she's going to go out there and Matt wrestle like Kurt Angle or some mm-hmm. shit. And it's just like, they've done such a great job of letting her be what she is, letting her be the monster, letting her get, but also, like you said, she does keep getting better and better in the ring at, at those kinds of stuff. Britt Baker did a phenomenal job of putting her over with all the faces of just absolute horror and, and, and dread. And it's just like, yep. they could have not treated it this well from top mm-hmm. to bottom as a company, they could have treated it like a joke and they, instead of let it become exactly what it should be. And I think one day before too long, She's going to be holding on to that belt. Yeah. And like, obviously I'm a bit of a homer cause you know, that's my homie. But yeah. again, like few people in wrestling buy into their character as fully as she does. Every right. single time she's on TV, she is a zombie. Every time she's backstage, every time she's on Instagram, she is a zombie. Like she is that character in and out that it blurs the line. When I talk to her, like she is, Right. So fully engrossed in what it means to be the character of Abaddon that it takes it to this next level and no one else is doing it like she's doing it. No one on the planet is leaning into this horrifying, spooky, gross, like not can not conventionally attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right. great. She's so, so, so good. And I'm so proud of how she's come along. Yeah, it is absolutely incredible to watch that match. And so... Yeah, we'll just keep watching along as they do. Other stuff going on in AEW, the build to Paige Omega. How are you feeling on that? Really, really good. I think it's time that uh, – this is just me. I think Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but I think it's time for Hangman Page to finally get that belt. He has been built up as this awesome babyface. The cowboy shit is so cool. Um, great to see him back following that uh, little stint he was out of the ring. Um, I think it's time to just go ahead and pull the trigger on them. The build they've had has been great leading up uh, to their confrontations and just teasing these little uh, teasing these little moments of, you know, if, if Hangman can hit that buckshot lariat, that's it. But if Omega hits the one-winged angel, only one person's ever kicked out of it one time, and it wasn't Hangman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's right. all this intrigue that goes into the match. It's going to absolutely bang. Yeah. I feel like it's got to. I, I got to agree. I've been very impressed with the way they've done it all. We, we talked about them bringing him back as the mm-hmm. Stay Pup Marshmallow Man. The uh-huh. whole thing is yep. it's just like they even worked some of their camp and, and silly fun into this ultimately really good and, and intense angle that's going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Between just the biggest, most gigantic, like... I guess it's not a full Hollywood thing, right? That Kenny Omega just, he's just the, he, the biggest star in the world at the very least in his mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, but with reason to back it up because he's also probably the best professional wrestler alive. So yeah. no one can touch me and whatever. Like it's such a great, he's all, he's great. Talk about great at everything he does. He's probably mm-hmm. tops in that category, but yeah, I'm, I'm real intrigued to see if they will, take the belt on him, finally put it on Paige, who could have been the inaugural guy, right? It, was, it wasn't it was that the match between him and Jericho, and I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, the hero stories, to put it on the new guy, say we're not going to be like WCW of old or whatever and book mm-hmm. our legends into championships, but 
Jericho won, which I think was the right call at the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be time eventually, and why not now? Yeah, I think I would agree with you that at the time, uh, Jericho is probably right to move, just because you know I think it was a bit of a shock to people, and it immediately kind of put it on the map as like anything could happen type deal. Plus, and this is just me, my old school thinking, but. I always prefer that heels hold championships for longer because yeah. the point of a babyface is the chase. And that's why typically speaking in the olden days, babyfaces would not hold titles for as long because it was all about that chase and all about getting to that point. But I do think at the time Jericho is the right move, but I just think with all, everything that's happened and where Omega's at, you know, Omega has been legitimized as a star for years now. We all know that he's a superstar. Yeah. And Hangman's fantastic too, but I think this would really cement him as one of their guys going for the future and it just leads to so many cool setups for rematches and potential um you know future feuds with maybe like a hangman and mjf for the t- for the aw championship oh yeah you know what i mean like that's instant you have to watch it like it's instant television so yeah. i'm pulling for hangman to win but i have no doubt it's going to be fantastic either way yeah yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think uh, MJF CM Punk is the has to feud is the feud I need. <laughs> How good? Just the promos. Don't even get in the ring. Just, right. pro, just put, give him a microphone. Say, here's 15 minutes, and here is like every money, every amount of money I would pay to to watch yeah. that thing. I would do that, no question. Uh, just. MJF, I've had, I've had people on the local scene. I think it was Adrian Matthews at one of the very first shows I ever went to. Grabbed my hat and threw it into the crowd and, and did the thing or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's it's mm-hmm. a great move. But MJF takes everything, even the most classic stuff like that, to a whole new level. And you're just like, yeah, what a gigantic twerp. He's the worst, but he's oh. the worst, and it makes you want to watch him get his you know face yeah. pushed in by somebody. So you know he's doing his job. Love it. Um, all right, a few minutes left to go over and talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the E that isn't horrible news, uh, I guess. <laughs> Keeping their time short because they've yeah. been bad boys this week and they only get a little, and only because, again, important to separate the big mechanized structure that you know only some people have so much control over and the work being done right now by Big E and Seth Rollins in particular. There's a lot of yep. other stuff going on. You mentioned before Roman Reigns continues to do phenomenal work. Uh, but Seth Rollins and Big E are bringing their A games. And I, I just love this rivalry. I love the tension. I love everything that both of these guys are doing. And it's just a perfect clash of personality fit. I feel like, why have we not seen these two guys at each other more in the past? Haven't they both been in the company for like 10 years? <laughs> they have. They've both been around for ages now. Yeah. But, it's um, so cool because like, you're right. I, I'm glad you mentioned how Big E and Seth Rollins have not really had like a good like. I mean, the Shield and the New Day messed around a little bit, but this is like really given time to breathe. And yeah. shocker, if you let guys that are charismatic be their charismatic selves on TV and give them, you know, a bit more leeway to do what they do, what ha- what happens? It ends up being good, fun TV. And yeah, yeah. I, I, you and I have talked a lot about how happy we are to see Big E as champion. Seth Rollins is the perfect foil because he's Mr. Company Man. I do things the right way. I'm super, you know, athletic and uh, CrossFit Jesus and all this. And Biggie's right. like, yeah, well, I'm goofy and silly. What of it? Do something yeah. about it. Like, that's who I am. And so right. you've got Mr. Corporate versus the funny, you know, uh, more silly character that is still a legitimate 
badass and it just it writes itself it's easy yeah. wrestling does not have to be complicated <laughs> find two guys i just like just as a quick aside like wrestling is in my uh, just personal opinion wrestling's at its best when you let the guys be themselves because you let mjf do his thing and instantly he is this hated guy who makes money and then you let cm punk do his thing and he cuts these either scathing promos or really heartfelt meaningful promos and then you let Big E, who is goofy, and he shakes his butt on TV, and he cuts jokes or whatever, but he's also one of the strongest people on the planet. <laughs> right. And you let them do their thing, and it works. It makes sense, because that's what makes them fun to watch. Just as my quick little aside. Yeah, it, it, well, it is funny, right, when you see that stuff right up next to the scripted stuff. And you, and still... you can always tell the difference, can't you? Always. Mm-hmm. Always. And they're saying stuff that just doesn't feel natural at all. And then, yeah, you get these brief moments, you know, or like that's one of the reasons why I love when Asuka just screams stuff out in Japanese because it's yeah. just like, yeah, g- good, because that's just her being her. And there doesn't have to be a I mean, she is my queen, by the way. I, of I don't course. know. I think we were running through um, my favorite female wrestlers at one point on one of the shows and I maybe mentioned her very quickly and. That was not appropriate. That Asuka is incredible. Her run in NXT, some of the most entertaining wrestling I've ever seen when it was just known she was going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff was was fantastic, and she remains. I wish they'd do more with her, and I know she's right. technically like a Grand Slam champion and stuff. Right, right, sure. It's just like that's one of those, again, those, those people you see, the, the brief moment. Yes, you can't stop that. You can't fully control that. Mm-hmm. And it never, like, it never, st- I don't know how, how to say this right. Like, there is a moment that you capture, and then sometimes what will happen is you will see that they say, well, that was a one-off, we're going to move away from this. But someone's over, and someone's making money until they're not. Lean into that. Let Oscar scream Japanese that we might not understand. It's right. okay. We don't always have to understand everything she's saying. We understand her energy. You know right. what I mean? So I, right. I totally get that. I hope that made sense. I know it was kind of like out there, but that's no. just, yeah, that's what I think about her specifically. Actually, it's the perfect segue because you reminded me how many times I've been one of the only people at a wrestling show who doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. And sometimes totally. dudes are cutting promos in Spanish. And guess what? Based on what they're doing, based on the way the crowd is reacting, can pretty much figure it out. Like you said, wrestling usually isn't that complicated. He's going to kick the shit out of that guy because mm-hmm. he doesn't like his face or whatever. You know, it's just, nice and, and he's going to do it for the crowd, and the crowd is behind him all the way. Um, so, uh, yeah, that allows me to segue actually into a couple of local shows this weekend. IWC nice. Legacy Denver coming up on Sunday. Uh, and they will have a lot of their uh, typical Lucha action with Red Viper and Delta Jr. and Rayo, those guys along. Uh, of course, you know, our good friend, the provider, Big Guns, should be around for that one. Uh, headliner, Rocky Romero and Very Black cool. House or cool. Negro Casa. That should be good. Rocky Romero on Sunday, 5 o'clock at the uh, Legacy Event Center there in Westminster. You, you don't want to miss that one. I'm a huge, huge Rocky Asuka Romero guy. He has been around for a while. Genius when it comes to uh, the insides of wrestling. If you are available, go out of your way to catch that one, man. That is going to be a blast. 
Should be a really, really fun show. And also on Saturday evening, always a fun show. Our friends over at New Era Wrestling uh, putting it on at the comic book store, Mile High Comics there on Jason Street, just uh, west of downtown mm-hmm. Denver. Uh, really great venue to take in a wrestling show. It's a great crowd. It's great energy. We've talked about it before on the show. If you've never been out, you'll get looped into everything that's going on right away. A lot of the best local talent uh, is out at those shows. You can see Logan, and uh, I think they got uh, the Ragnarokers are going to be mm-hmm. in town. Uh, Ragnarokking as they do. Uh, <laughs> nice. Junsu yeah. Junsu, one of my favorite big men on the local scene. Is just, you got to take it in. That one's going to be awesome. I uh, I'll be at that one personally. I'm going to start doing something new for wrestling at that show. Uh, yeah, man. That, and then also just for anyone that's like a comic book nerd, like I'm sure you already know about uh, Mile High Comics. But I mean, Drew, you already know about this place, man. It's it's the mecca of anybody that has any interesting comics at all. Oh, it's it's so phenomenal. We always get there about an hour early, right? So Katie can set up some photo equipment, maybe shoot a couple of promos with the guys or whatever. You know what I do? I walk around the comic book store and look at all the amazing stuff that they have and usually end up walking out of there with something. Oh, same. Literally. Yes. Every single time I I go in there and I go, I'm just going to wrestle tonight. I'm not doing anything (laughs) else. And then every single night ends up being, you know what, man, just keep my pay. I'm going to go grab some books. I'll be right back. Like, that right, always yeah. goes. It's like, oh, they got that new Umbrella Academy. I'm gonna That's go, what I'm, I'm saying, man. The, the, yeah. Anything and everything they got. What was the – did you see Sweet Tooth on oh, Netflix? Oh, I have to watch Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Austin's been on me all week. I have to get on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw the, the book in Mile High Comics – uh, last time we were in there, I was like, mm, yep, getting that because the show was really great. 100%. So, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, so right on. Yeah. So if, if you want to come see us, I'll be out there at Mile High Comics on Saturday night. I'll be at the Legacy Event Center on Sunday. That one's more, I mean, I think doors open at four. They usually get going around five. Eh, a lot of times they really get around 530. But then once the show gets started, they usually run a pretty tight uh, ship out there at IWC. Totally. Uh, and same thing with New Era. So, you know, they, they get their stuff out. They, they give you a nice show. They don't. And the New Era show, by the way, is is family friendly. Yes, absolutely. So if you want to bring uh, the kids or, or the teenagers or whomever out to, to see some local wrestling, especially if you haven't started, it's one of the best places to get started. Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the show starts, I believe. Uh, so get in. New Era. It's going to be fun, man. It'll be an absolute blast. New Era is a really good time. It's also a... Food drive. So if anyone wants to come to the show and bring some canned foods, canned goods, uh, help out feeding Denver's homeless, be a really cool cause for that as well. That's right. It's that time of year again. So. It is. 100%. So we hope to see you out at some local wrestling uh, this weekend. Of course, we know everyone will be keeping track of what's going on with all of this stuff and with where these wrestlers land. And we'll have updates for you on all of that next week again if you're listening to this one this part the end of it here that means that you have subscribed on patreon and so thank you thank you thank you so much if you're enjoying the show spread the word let people who you think might be interested in know about it and maybe recommend that they subscribe as well because the more people that do uh, the more we can do with it the better we can do with it the more of an audience that it can reach and so uh, it's not just about me wanting to make it though i want to make it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's also, you know, so all of us can have this community, which I think would be really cool. So, absolutely, man. Mac, I appreciate you, brother. These are always great. It's a good time. 
Totally, man. Thanks for having me on as always, man. I love doing these and talking wrestling and anything uh, you know that comes up. We're going to try and keep up on news and things like that. But yeah. thanks for having me on as always, man. It's a blast. I can't wait to ask you. I was almost going to do an Abaddon conversation. I'll leave it for next time because I was going <laughs> to ask you about tough tough bumps. We'll, we'll do oh, God, yeah. at some point your, your toughest. Plenty. Yeah, I was going to say, take us through in vivid detail and really re-experience them as you're oh, explaining yeah. to us. I can't you, wait uh, to take that back in the time machine. That'll be fun. <laughs> right. We'll do that next time. Exactly. So, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening into the show. We appreciate you all. Stay awesome out there. We'll stay Drew and Mac in here. And yep. until next time, we will see you between the ropes.